Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think about this episode? Season six, episode five, a little uneven is all. I was promised a top episode. You weren't promised it, Melina. You just got it wrong. Next episode is gonna be a top episode. We actually do not even read the titles for the next episode before recording them. We don't watch it for sure. I want to see these predictions fresh because I think that's part of the fun is like really seeing the show surprise you. It's definitely surprising. I was not expecting this episode. Well, I mean, I can see why it would go this way. I was kind of yes. definitely some parts with Bojack I was alluding to, but to see yes. it actually happen, it was like, oh, well, well, now we did get some Todd more so than in the other episodes. Like, I don't like. Do you consider this a character episode? I guess not. We do see everyone, which is nice. I do like yeah. seeing everyone's like yeah. the aftermath, especially after like each of their things. Yes, like what they we've did. had some setup in mm-hmm, each of the previous mm-hmm. episodes. We've had like distinct character setup, and mm-hmm, we're getting to mm-hmm. see all of them, right? Whereas in some of the feature ones, like the Diane one, it was like ninety mm-hmm. percent Diane, and then like ten percent everyone else. Mm-hmm. Especially because this was like kind of like six months after all those episodes. Yes, six months after the start of season six. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear a summary before we continue? Yes, let's let's do that. Okay, let's get started. Bojack has been in rehab for six months, and he's afraid to leave because he doesn't think he can handle the real world. But Dr. Champ wants him out because a rehab is for crisis patients. Mr. Peanut Butter is facing public backlash after the cheating news is out. And now, living in Chicago, Diane struggles writing for herself for the first time. Todd has 12 assistants as he takes care of Ruthie, and of of course, Princess Carolyn has just the one incompetent assistant, Stuart. (laughs) Oh, Stuart. Doesn't Stuart kind of, and all these assistants you see with with Todd, doesn't it make you miss Judah? Yes. Where's Judah? Yes, where is (laughs) Judah? Do you think she should have fired him? I don't think so. I forgot why. Oh, yeah, because he went not right behind her back, but he did what he thought was best for the company without consulting her, if I remember. Yeah, and I think it was that he was talking about selling their company, which is pretty big. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was he was so competent as an assistant, he became part owner. Mm. Yeah. I hope he does show up again. Interesting. Okay, we'll see if that happens. Is that a prediction? You're just hoping because you just like his character. Yeah, so I just need Stuart to be replaced. I do not need to see any more Stuart. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Stuart's incompetence frustrates me, yes. But it's interesting, and I know we're starting with the, I don't even know it's B-plot. It feels like E-plot, which is Todd <laughs> and his 12 assistants, right? Sounds funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was also interesting because it's definitely another Bojack commentary. And in this case, it's a commentary on how in Hollywood Mm. or Hollywood, aka Hollywood, assistants are treated like less than human and pretty badly. Yeah, I wouldn't just say just Hollywood. I think in general, like most service jobs, whether it's like retail, fast food receptionists like yeah they're not treated the best yeah and it's frustrating because is it because people don't see them as human they are human they're humans working and doing (laughs) these roles right and for some reason we think it's okay to like yell at them or be angry like i like how when i walk into a place and i see the sign that says like we will not tolerate you yelling at our staff and i'm like that's good like we shouldn't and i 
find it like sometimes I am frustrated calling my telecom or whatever my bank and I'll be frustrated and I'm, I try it's a good time to practice how do I think really handle your frustration because I'm like you know what I'm really frustrated I understand it's not you and I'm going to be firm and I want to speak to your manager but I'm not mad at you I'm just frustrated with the situation right because mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that distinction that when you're angry or frustrated this person is not responsible mm-hmm they're just a mouthpiece. Especially there's no need to like swear at them, like, exactly. like threaten them. If anything, that's going to get you less service, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, it's also not going to really put you in any good books. That's for sure. Like in general, the way you treat people. Like, I think that's a big red flag on a date, Melina. Mm. Do you agree? Yeah, I would say that. Because then it's kind of like, if they treat, say you go to a restaurant or whatever, let's say yeah. they treat the server like crap. You kind of get an idea of like, how they see people, how they like, what, how they like, I, I don't know if class is the right word, but they have like a yeah. sort of idea of like different people's classes and such. Yeah, definitely. It's an idea of class. Cause like back in the day and even now, right. If you're very mm-hmm. wealthy, you have a lot of people who are serving you. And so how they treat people is like a reflection of they think they are better. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because in situations like the celebrity of Hollywood, right. They have this, this wealth inequality, right. Which is like mm-hmm. Bojack is both wealthier. Like he spent six months at rehab and it costs like 160k i think like a month and a half or something that's ridiculous right so you know there's definitely a wealth inequality there that i think influences that so one thing i want to point out this is about the bojack part Mm -hmm. so todd gets a call from bojack Mm. and bojack doesn't know who else to call because because the the doctor dr Mm. champ is suggesting that bojack leave and he has friends he has a support network and bojack doesn't really know if he has one Mm. and so he calls the only other person he knows todd and him and todd have not really spoken Mm -hmm. and todd says i was surprised melina were you surprised at todd's response because he said sure you know i'll be there for you buddy and then he sends an assistant yes and not only that do you know what the assistant said (laughs) oh i remember that Yeah, yeah i was like oh you can like you can like be angry and make fun of me and do whatever because I'm paid for that. Not exactly yeah. like that, but like generally yeah. like that. I think it was something like he's the perfect assistant or she's the perfect assistant for Bojack because he can mm. be mean to her yes. because he's paying her. And I was like, first, I was shocked <laughs> that Todd would say something like that, right? Because Todd, the person who like in some ways this is an idea that you can pay people to tolerate that. And Todd also acknowledging that Bojack was mean right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not kind. And in some ways, Bojack was very vulnerable and he's trying to turn a leaf. And this is like a slap in the face. I don't know if the assistant like just said that because it was like necessarily Todd saying that or if it was just because like in Hollywood, like the way we were saying assistants are treated like crap, like she just says that because she was expecting that. I think she says specifically that that's what Todd said. Like, I and I, and I think that was a quote. But that was pretty harsh. And I think this sort of speaks to the fact that Bojack and Todd are not on speaking terms. Oh, definitely not. Like, I can, I can see why he would say something like that. He's been treated like crap for so many years from Bojack. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bojack is leaving rehab. He's worried about it. Melina, do you think that his worries are founded? I think that... Whenever we change a situation, like it's always going to be difficult. So especially, and I think I've brought it up before too. And even he had brought it up in his letters to Diane. Like it's going to be different one day he leaves rehab because this was like it was like summer camp. There was no stressors, yep. things like that. So of course it's going to be like different and likely more difficult once you get out because there's going to be stressors because it's going to be alcohol. There's going to be other vices he deals with. 
But it's a matter, I think, of that's like the point of the rehab is like Dr. Champ was saying, like it's a crisis center. It's for people who need it. And they yep. teach you the skills in theory. Rehab centers don't publish their rates yeah. of success. So mm-hmm. whether they're actually successful, um, mm-hmm. that, that was another point we had. So, but yeah, so they're going to teach them skills. They're going to help you. In a, and I think yeah. they do. Like they provide like an environment in which you don't mm-hmm. have temptation, which is true. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. provide you some some skills and they mm-hmm. talked about this on that episode where um some experts say providing only the sort of the psychological methods that don't require um any type of medical intervention in the mm-hmm. form of like any type of prescription is rather like a half-assed method mm-hmm. but let's take steps back so your point is okay so this is a crisis thing and that's what dr champ's saying this is a crisis place yeah and also assuming that he learns skills in rehab yeah like the idea is that when you leave you'll implement a practice of skills it's not going to be like an all of a sudden like oh you're going to be like 100 percent perfect but it's going to be like you'll be able to now cope ideally with your new situation and if not there should still be resources out there that you can like use or like yeah i am mixed Mm -hmm. i have some thoughts on this melina like number one i think i brought this up last episode right where i think bojack would really benefit from something like a retirement center right and that's what he kind of got from rehab it's kind of like high school but not in the big caddy way it's sort of like a community right like a very Mm -hmm. fixed community in which there are there's limited temptation there's space for him to thrive and there's there's support right Mm -hmm. and he sort of ruined his community not completely like diane has left right and uh princess Mm -hmm. carolyn's doing her own thing and he doesn't have the same side of same type of support outside because he's Mm -hmm. burned a lot of bridges in his life right but Mm -hmm. it it gave him a fresh start it also gave him a fixed community and i was like can't there be places where you want to live like a retirement center where you're just your goal is just to have activities you get to socialize like we shouldn't have the only option really that you know he he has to go back. Like, I think there should be, and I haven't done the research if there's retirement communities, but you know, Bojack could look at something like that. I think the second aspect of this is like, why don't like in terms of other options for him, Dr. Champ brings this up. He has the option of doing like getting a psychiatrist, which Dr. Champ suggests. Mm -hmm. And even outside of rehab, there are support groups. Like there's an Alcoholics Anonymous support group that even Sarah Lynn went to after. Right. Mm -hmm. So there are options and avenues for him to support himself it's going to be definitely a big change from the rehab center. And it makes me wonder if there are more options that are in between or if there's something that has more community. Cause I think what Bojack's missing is Bojack's missing is a support group, especially cause like Todd, mm-hmm. the one person he calls doesn't even come. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's still the part where he's like, because for so long, and even though he, he was actually telling the assistant, like, oh, like, he thought he was special, like, the rules didn't apply to him. Yeah. So I think, like, for him to have to, have to like, go to a psychologist or, like, go to a support group, it kind of, it kind of, not negates, but kind of, like, battles against this identity of his that he's, like, this sort of special person where... He gets whatever, a fancy like, room. Yeah, yeah, fancy rooms and like whatever like things go on in the world, like it doesn't affect him. But I think in some ways Bojack truly understands he's not special because Dr. Champ mm-hmm. says, and I felt like I don't know how you feel about this, but I felt this was a bit deceptive when Dr. Champ was like, Of all the people I know, Bojack, you're the most ready. You've been here six months. Like I think you will actually be successful. 
and Bojack doesn't want to leave still. So I think even though he's being told he's special, I do think a part of him does not believe that truly, which is why you also see in the flashback his guilt mm-hmm. about any time he's bought into that lie. Yeah, I don't think like he completely believes it. Otherwise, he wouldn't even be at rehab. Like if he actually True. believed like nothing, like nothing, there was no no issue, he would not be at rehab. He would be like everyone else is the problem, and he's not the problem at all. Yeah. Like I think like it's 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 like I think a lot of people have they can believe in two things at the same time and they're yeah. not necessarily like they can be opposites but they can also both be true at the same time yeah like there's there's two ways that resolves one is cognitive dissonance where they don't actually notice that they're conflicting ideas mm-hmm. right and their their brains basically able to lie to themselves or two that they are able to hold that nuance right and this is what you're saying mm-hmm. where Bojack is wants to believe, and this is maybe a part of cognitive dissonance in some ways. He wants to believe he's special because that makes him feel better about himself. But at the mm-hmm. same time, he knows that there are situations in which that hasn't been true, and mm-hmm. so he, he's he's kind of basically trying to grapple with both. Right? It is, in fact, interesting because we've seen Bojack now interact with the assistant, the one that Todd sent, mm. and he actually helped her. Yeah, that was funny. This, the whole <laughs> this is now the second instance, Melina, that we have seen mm-hmm. like post rehab Bojack. Like mm-hmm. last episode, it was with Eduardo and mm-hmm. him actually being caring and helping and carrying Eduardo out of the, the Thunder Dome or Thunder Room. And so mm-hmm. he wouldn't be like locked in there and die. <laughs> right. And now he actually cares about, um, the assistant and they help them unionize and this this is it puts the whole of hollywood <laughs> at a standstill but it's for the betterment of the quality of life for the assistants right mm-hmm. i think it's we've seen that throughout bojack not just like the bojack horseman show not just with bojack but like say with princess carolyn like it's easy for her to help everyone except herself same with diane yeah like it's 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 the same formula yeah. like they don't see yeah. it within themselves and exactly mm-hmm. i think the other aspect that is what was interesting is Bojack being caring, right? Like it's kind of mm. interesting where we, we haven't seen Bojack do this as much, right? Um, mm. The third incident of him being caring is he's taking care of Dr. Champ, but this is, however, the consequence of his own actions. Like he again did something <laughs> stupid <laughs> without thinking, uh, uh, which tends to happen. Like this is when he followed the first girl, I forgot her name, home from um, rehab because he just told her yes, the code. Yes. Um, yeah. So in that situation, he is now taking care of Dr. Champ because Dr. Champ accidentally had alcohol on mm-hmm. Bojack's behalf. Mm-hmm. He's a lightweight. Yeah, but it obviously he hasn't drunk <laughs> in a really long time, right? Like, I think that makes sense. Plus, it was a whole water bottle of vodka. I feel like if I had one sip, I would have noticed right away. Melina, you would notice, right? Yeah, I was surprised how you could drink that. I'd be like, this is totally normal water. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't gag at all. Like, was it high quality vodka that it was just like smooth all the way down? Like, you wouldn't go, that's not, that's not water. Nope, you just gop, 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 finished a whole, like, that's clearly a 500 milliliter bottle. I don't know how you could finish it. Um, but he did. Mm-hmm. Melina, what did you think about like Bojack? Basically, I'm highlighting Bojack seems to be getting quote unquote nicer and seems to be taking responsibility. What do you think about this change? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because like that was part of his, what he wants to do. He wanted to become a better person, but I think it's also we need to see like what happens when he actually leaves rehab because right now, as he even though he said himself said like there's no specials there's no anything so it's easy for him to be nice and like calm and like i mean even if there's no stressors, some people are just like dicks for no reason but i think that like once you add stressors like that does like yeah 
tends to cause like conflict, like some kind of defensiveness, some kind of things. So he can be nice now, but I we really need to see like when he gets out, and we can see he doesn't want to get out. Like he's afraid. No, I think that's fair. It, it's like I I also feel like I really think that Bojack has already made strides. Like he went to Mister Peanut Butter's party for the the wedding, right, with the sober companion. He's able to handle himself relatively well. And I think that you're right that with the stressor, the real world will find out. Like that mm. party is not indicative of the whole process. And you'll have to build that community. So we'll see. But he's already made so many strides that I feel like it, it's weird to say, but if you focus on your progress, you're more likely to continue doing the good thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you are on like a uh, like a fitness journey, right? If you focus on the fact that you're the number on the scale hasn't changed, you haven't lost weight. Mm-hmm. Um and you're really frustrated and you beat yourself up over that, you're not really going to succeed. But if you notice on like, hey, I'm getting stronger, for example, I'm able to like lift more things and you mm-hmm. see progress with that, then you'll actually stick with that longer, mm-hmm. right? Like you're seeing mm-hmm. something positive, you stick with it. And so I wonder whether, you, and this is something we don't know because we haven't seen a lot of sessions with him and Dr. Champ, right? Mm-hmm. We only saw this one here and I'll, I want to talk about that too, but mm-hmm. we, we, we don't see all his sessions with Dr. Champ, so we don't actually see whether he is getting better per se, but we can't, we see some progress. Right. And I don't really mm-hmm. know the level of that progress. So that I'm not sure of. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to mention about the Dr. Champ part specifically is what we see in that one clip is Dr. Champ says he's told him all his stories mm-hmm. and they actually go through almost every story except for the one in the flashback and notably nothing about his parents. Mm, which was the crux which was the thing that we needed way back when we first joined. You know, Dr. Yeah. Chip was all like, hey, like we can't really do anything if you don't talk about yeah. any of the issues. And it makes me wonder, like, I think that he needs likely to talk about his parents. I don't know if he has. Like, did, I didn't see it in the, in the set of stories about everybody that he had his parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that he would need like a like someone he's he's already gotten pretty vulnerable with Dr. Champ but I do think mm-hmm. like seeing a support system building that out for Bojack will be successful and I think mm-hmm. him focusing on his successes will help him continue on that like you would on like a good weight loss journey mm-hmm. or good like not that it's the same level uh, but basically I'm saying that that having a support system focusing on your progress success it's mm-hmm. going to be successful and I don't think Bojack he's made progress but I don't think mm-hmm. he focuses on it yeah, I think especially if there's so much he's still holding back, it's kind of like it's a constant reminder of like even if he even if he does notice some success, like there's still this whole letter thing that he's just like hiding. Exactly. Okay, now we should talk about the flashback, Alina. Mm. Bojack, Sarah Lynn, and the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So before this episode, I feel like in a few of our talks, I I may have spoiled this for you. But this mm-hmm. is a big reveal because what we come down to is we know that Sarah Lynn was on the set of BoJack Horseman, the sh- mm-hmm. uh, not BoJack Horseman around, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know that BoJack didn't really drink, right? But the hairdresser gave him alcohol on set. Do you remember that Cindy Crawford episode? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So she was the one, and she gave it to him as like as a water bottle with like orange juice, like special orange juice. Mm-hmm. and it was spiked and it helped him calm his nerves and mm-hmm. they're making this joke about the hairdresser always being an alcoholic and she was the one who was cutting his hair and um they are always passing hidden drinks on set so they can they can be a little buzzed mm. 
And I don't know if I mentioned at that episode whether Sarah Lynn, who Sarah Lynn started her, like she's had some bad influence in her life. Like it looks mm. like her stepfather has done some other things, which is why she mm. felt uncomfortable being in that room with him. Mm. It's unfortunate. Uh, but you see that she got exposed to alcohol through horsing around. Mm. And this is something, and this is one of the reasons why when Bojack has been looking at that water bottle, he specifically sees the planetarium. Because mm. that's the same way that, that Sarah Lynn was introduced to it. Mm. I think it's like double whammy. Like there's a power of not drinking it and looking at it all the time, but it's also a reminder in another way that Sarah Lynn's undoing was his fault because he was also the reason she had mm. alcohol for the first time because he just left it there for her, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Plus on top of that, it's another incidence of Bojack not taking responsibility. First with the Herb incidents, which mm-hmm. was fresh in the story, mm-hmm. like fresh, right? Mm-hmm. And then second, the hairdresser takes the fall for him because he's the main talent of the show. Danny Bananas, mm-hmm. who is the new um, show writer, doesn't want the, the key main lead to go under he needs mm. someone that they can take the fall for this. And so they take the hairdresser and Bojack never comes clean. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole time, like when they were bringing up Herb and even Sarah Lynn was just saying like she misses Herb. Like he was all like, I'm doing this for the better of everyone. Like it's not my yeah. fault. Like I had to make hard decisions. Like well, like you were saying, like there was no responsibility at all. Yeah, there's no, but that was also past Bojack, right? That was mm. past Bojack where we saw he was in the thick of it in a lot of mm. ways, right? Mm-hmm. He was at that time, you know, using alcohol to help him with his nerves. He was secretive about it already, right? He mm-hmm. was it was already like I think in in the in the midst of his addiction phase of his life, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw the types of things he was telling Sarah Lynn while on set. Do you recall what he told her under the table on her first day or something? uh yeah oh that was so many seasons ago something about like performance like this is what you do this is all that matters you make sure that they are happy right yeah like you do this for them and it was all about external validation and you perform everything and you make everyone else happy other than yourself right Hmm. and the way he said it too was definitely not for a child (laughs) no (laughs) no and even like the way he was spoke to as a child too like he wasn't taught to be nurturing to kids like he was taught that you ignore them and that you like have secrets and like all these things with them yeah so he definitely did not have good role models in that facet. Mm-hmm. like he did learn though from like as he mentioned as an adult he can kind of pick up on some of these from like tv and movies mm-hmm. and he mentioned in the past his good role models have been from tv mm-hmm. however it doesn't change the fact that the habit he has learned yeah. is sort of negative mm-hmm no, definitely not. After like decades of learning the same thing. What do you think about the fact that Bojack hasn't told Dr. Champ this story or I think any of his parents' stories? <laughs> I mean, it's probably largely contributes to why he's afraid to leave. Like, because yeah. it seems like it's like if he leaves, it's like he still has all the baggage from before unresolved unhandled like unspoken about and so if Mm -hmm. he were to leave it's like well what's the difference then yeah well if he stays he doesn't have to do anything he just all he has to do is dish out money and we know the one thing he has is money yeah and then then he's his life is like golden (sighs) i think you're right it 100 contributes to why he doesn't want to leave and if he's okay giving up money for this because he's feeling some degree of comfort here 
we we're talking about Bojack quite a bit. You know, we we've talked about why he doesn't want to leave. I want to talk about someone else and their different self image. Mm. Key ones this episode. One is Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh yes, everyone hates him now. Yeah, that's definitely not shocking because his fiance is a influencer and publicly is publicly talked about their cheating. I don't. She brought up their arrangement publicly oh <laughs> right i wonder because would that get him sympathy i don't know he seems just like happy about it how did you feel about mr peanut butter's reaction to pickle sleeping with other people and uh-huh. also saying that the sex was amazing but she wants to have sex with more guys until it feels okay yeah and then he was saying like oh i don't know but you know if this makes us even then we'll go for it and i'm thinking like interesting <laughs> I don't know how this works, if this works like that. I think it's very dangerous to start a relationship on that. If this makes us even, like, I think when one party is always able to set, like, it's kind of like she is forever blackmail material on him, which I think is a dangerous playing field to enter. Um, Mm. The other thing is, like, the fact that Mr. Peanut Butter didn't care almost made me think, like, is Mr. Peanut Butter okay being polyamorous? Or is this just him masking his own sadness? Because he has, in the past, masked it. That's why he's he's a masker. Yeah, I mean, because even like with because uh, I remember Princess Carolyn was was t- like talk to him like we should probably like try to get your reputation better like people like don't like you if yeah. we do bad dog people will sympathize but he's like no everyone like just wants to like me it's fine everything will go back to normal yeah that's a a weird conflated (laughs) false self-image right there uh i I don't know what else to say but that is not the truth (laughs) that might be why like um with with the whole pickles thing he's like not really reacting that much either because he's like oh yeah like she'll come back to me eventually kind of thing yeah i think that's because mr peanut butter has never actually been a situation where people haven't liked him like he's had the privilege of always Mm. being liked Mm-hmm. Right. Even like, as we mentioned before, with Pickles getting jobs last episode, like Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter has always like walked in and just gotten jobs out of just mm-hmm. his pure luck. Mm-hmm. And this has left him in a position, I think, of not understanding maybe how the real world works, <laughs> possibly. Um, I think that it will. It kind of worked out for him because other people are working for his benefit. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's going to be interesting Melina, what do you think is going to happen, though, for Mr. Peanut Butter? I mean, it's hard to say, because he seems to have this weird magical power that just makes people like him. Like, even at yeah. the rehab center when he went, and he was, like, being rude to people, they were still like, oh, you made me see my wrong, the wrong of my ways. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, there Ugh. was an episode he was trying to get, like, a tough experience. Ex- yeah! A uh, ex- uh, tough, uh, <laughs> sort of, like, persona. And it just came out that he, like, helped everyone. He's like, oh, you helped yeah. me get on my stage fright or something. You know, is it just because he's a golden lab? And who can hate a golden lab? <laughs> I mean, his say, ex-wives can yeah his ex-wives can oh damn oh damn Melina shots fired at poor Mr. Peanut Butter so yeah I guess we'll have to see how this entitlement plays out but on a more darker note I, mm. like oh I guess it's a dark note because like who knows um, Princess Carolyn's sad dog meme <laughs> may end up becoming real life right oh true true yeah so let's talk about Diane for a bit. Oh, Diane. Diane, Diane. She's living in Chicago now. She is. 
She's also trying to write her memoir. Yep. One last thing, and then a very long title. I wasn't quite expecting her to write what she did when she was uh, when she was trying to hide her writing when the guy came in. Yeah. And it opens what up did and you see it? What did you think she was writing? I thought she was actually going to write her memoir. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what she was there for, and that's what she was excited for. I didn't think she would go around writing "I'm terrible" repeatedly for pages and pages and pages. Yeah. It was interesting when Diane talks about how she's never written for herself. Like when Guy comes, Mm -hmm. she closes the laptop and then she says a bit that I thought really touched me. Like this is the first time she gets to call her shots for her own writing. In so many ways, her voice has always been owned by someone else. Mm -hmm. Girl crush for Vim doing like, you know, copy for PR, Mm -hmm. writing ghostwriting for books, right? She hasn't Mm -hmm. ever written for herself. And mm-hmm. I think this goes to Diane's vulnerability in some ways. Okay. And we've always talked about how she's very harsh on herself, right? She has mm-hmm. a very, like, very hard time making herself, or not making it. Well, you talked about last, last episode, it was a Diane episode, about how she doesn't let herself become happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we talked about how it's because she, like, blocks that route. She doesn't allow herself to be there. She sets a bar really high. But I think this might be the real reason why. Because she thinks she's a horrible person? Yeah, I don't think Diane feels like she deserves to feel happy. Mm. Like, the guilt was one of the blockers, but I think this is part of her image. She feels like she's terrible. It was heartbreaking to see that page. Mm. Do you think Diane is terrible? I don't think so. Like, I guess, like, is it... Does it come back to her guilt of not being able to make the world a better place like we had that in the, in the diane episode where we we're talking about like how she feels she's bad because like there's all these things that are going on in the world and she like she can't be happy because like bad things are still going on like does it stem from all of that or is there other things i think it's more than that from what mm-hmm. we've seen of diane definitely that plays a role mm-hmm. but i think that for diane it is it is way more than just that she is not able to do enough for the world. I think it comes down from she doesn't feel enough, right? Mm. And this is like, I have no basis to really go off of. So we'll have to really see the show. But Mm. to me, I see it as in her family, she was sort of seen Mm. as um, not treated very nicely even by her siblings, right? So Mm -hmm. she wasn't treated as enough there, just enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, just saying that her existence was not worthy of love, just even in her family. And then Mm. that expands to with her career and everything else, she herself enforces that, rule that she Mm. learned in her family not rule it's sort of like the idea from her family that she's not enough so whatever happens in her career in her life any of her accomplishments she always sees it as it's not enough and i think that becomes Mm. the the mantra that or the mantra she has sort of internalized that she isn't enough and by not feeling like enough the result is she doesn't feel like she's worthy of joy she's worthy of anything when you're not worthy you're not enough what are you you're terrible And I feel like it makes her, when she is forced to sort of write Mm -hmm. about herself, she's really coming to terms with that. Do you, like, what do you think is next in store for Diane? Like, how do you think she'll move forward from this? I mean, eventually, Guy will for sure find out. Like, they're living under the same roof. Like, they kind of, I think, need both incomes to live under the same roof. Yeah, as you mentioned, he's a Mm -hmm. freelance videographer who has Mm -hmm. child support to pay. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you would definitely find out. In terms of her, like, there definitely needs to be some... A lot of exploration. I'm curious because I know that she did go to therapy for like several years and even the therapist had said like she was good to go and yet here's all this. It's similar to Bojack's situation in the sense like therapist was saying he's good to go. Although in that situation he might just be saying that to be like you gotta leave rehab kind of thing. Yeah (laughs) I think the situation is Dr. Champ and we don't actually know actually what his qualifications are I will clarify but he's saying he needs to go because the rehab is a place of crisis but he does suggest that Bojack Mm -hmm. should go see another psychiatrist. In the situation Mm -hmm. where Diane was told to not see her therapist it was because Mm. the therapist said that Bojack needed her more than Diane right? And so she wrapped up her stuff with Diane, right? And I feel like that was Mm. definitely rushed because she saw Bojack as needing her help more. And I don't think that means that Diane didn't need anything, just that Diane was in a much better shape, right? Mm. And I would say that throughout your life, like finding a therapist is something that you require having a match, right? Like you Mm -hmm. want to make sure that it's a good match for both of you. And also I... Diane has moved to a new city, right? New life. And she's done a lot Mm. of new things. I think it probably makes sense for her to get a new one as well. Yeah, not only just, like, a therapist, but even, like, her daily life, like, she should, you're, she'll need to make new friends, like, she may need to have new yeah. hobbies, like, build a new community and life for herself that's not just trying to write this memoir, because that's pretty depressing, like, trying to only focus on work and nothing else in your life. Yeah, that's actually very true, especially because she's moved to a new city, as you mentioned, friends. Having a support circle, right, which she didn't, Mm -hmm. she kind of had built out in LA, but more temporary because she didn't really invest in that circle. So it'll Mm -hmm. be good for her to build that out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Melina, what are your predictions now for the next episode? So we have all these little stories fed in. What do you think is going to happen for season six, episode six? Todd episode. Okay, Todd episode again. But do you think we're going to see anything else? I mean, we probably will. It probably won't just be Todd. We'll probably get continuation of Bojack's reps, like, because he's the main character. Okay, begrudgingly so, Melina, you're saying this. You really want to find out more about Todd and his adventures taking care of Ruthie as a nanny. So we had the Bojack episode. We had a Princess Carolyn episode. We had a Mr. Peanut Butter episode. We had a Diane episode. It's kind of unfair. Yeah, you don't it's have a unfair episode. to talk. It's like Todd's being treated like an assistant right now, like a second-class citizen, just unfair. Uh, Melina, speaking mm-hmm. of which, speaking of Bojack, the number one star of this episode and your favorite character, um, mm-hmm. do you think he's good or bad? How does he fare on the stair model this episode? I don't think he's, in terms of the good or bad, still neutral to me. In yeah. terms of the stair model... I think before we had said, like, it looks like he's making progress, but given that there's also so many things that he has, like, held back. Yeah. I want to say, like, it's kind of like, we, there's going to be a large hurdle. Like, this is gonna, there's a large step that he needs yeah. to be able to cross. Yeah. The next step is going to be very difficult for him. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely, like, stalling here for a while. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, if you want to see if Melina's finally going to be right about that Todd episode, you better remember to like, follow, share, rate, subscribe, and everything else. And tune in next week because then we'll share whether Melina was finally right or wrong Mm -hmm. Mm. and a bunch more details (laughs) thank you everyone take care Bye. bye
Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.